Howdy, Bags. AP from the tailgate, home of Baggy Football. Corey, what's up? What's up, buddy? Today's show brought to you Frida Homes, building Aggie's dreams. Everybody loves FridaHomes.com. Don't forget, email us at agstailgate at gmail.com. Let us know what's on your mind. Uh, send us some commentary on the YouTube channel, Instagram, Facebook. Name it. Subscribe to the Inst the YouTube channel, man. We want to see more of y'all folks. We'll get y'all uh, we'll get y'all on the show. All of the above. All right, Corey. You know we had a bye week this past week, right? Uh, getting ready for South Carolina. We'll do a little bit of more South Carolina centered show later in the week. Yeah. Uh, but bye week came right at the right time as far as <laughs> midpoint of the season turns out. Yeah. So we played six games. We got six more to go so far. Three and three. It's disappointing. One and two in the conference. Oh and two away from home on a true road games. What was our win total this year? Eight and a half? Is that where we take the over eight and a half? Over eight and a half. We got to win out. Yeah. That is correct. <laughs> Uh, so far lost to App State, Mississippi State, and Bama. Yeah. Uh, wins over Sam Houston, Miami, and Arkansas. Right. Just a couple of numbers. Just yeah. some numbers before, you know, we sort of get into talking a little bit about where we are, where we think we're going to go. Offensive ranks in the country amongst... Really good. They got to be good. Yeah. Overall, yards per game, 112th in the country at 332 yards per. Yeah. 332 yards per game, Corey. That's Offensive. Awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I think that Tennessee put or Tennessee and Alabama combined for more yards than we've had all season in this one <laughs> game last week. Um, 97th in pass yards per game at 213 yards. 101st in rush yards per game at 119. It's not like we're saying, hey, we're a running team, you know, we slow yeah. the clock down, you know, whatever. We're really good. Right. Rushing, no, not no, that either. No. 110th in points per game at 21 and a half. I'm surprised we're I'm surprised we're 110th. I thought we'd be dead last. It's probably and, and you know that I think that counts all points scored. So yeah, the ones scored by the defense also count there. Oh. Defensive ranks a little bit better. Mm. 56 in total yards per game at 365. At least you're middle of the pack there. Still a step back from where you were last year. Yeah. 15th in passing at 176. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. If it weren't because of the fact that you're 115th in rush defense at 199, 190 yards per game, 115th in rush defense. And how many teams? 130. 130. Okay, so we're better than 15 teams. 22nd in points per 19, so that's pretty good. But the fact of the matter is teams have been able to run the football up and down the field on this Aggie defense, which is what contributes mostly to the fact that we're pretty good against the pass. They don't have to throw the ball. Well, plus we're running a 3-2 yeah. most of the season. People are Correct. just lining up and running right down the throats, and we're not making adjustments. Three, yeah, the 3-2-6 is troubled against the run. All right, so just I just want to throw some numbers out there, but let me, let's me let just talk about the first half of the season. Let's go there. All right. Overall takeaway, just off the top of your head, what's your thoughts? Oh, disappointment. <laughs> I mean, you just said the numbers. And you look at the teams we played. The teams we played, we should have beaten five of them at least. And I'm not even counting Mississippi as one of those we should have beaten. Alabama, we were in that game, could have won that one. Yeah. App State should have won that one. Definitely. And this is with our offense being. App State, who's now lost to Texas State by a couple of touchdowns, right? Well, I mean... Texas State's a great team. <laughs> that guy's doing a great job over there. Sure. Um, but no, seriously, I mean, you look at the teams we played Miami, Florida, we barely beat them. They get beat by Middle Tennessee State at home. App State, the week before they played us, gave up 
I don't know, 80 points or something to North Carolina. I mean, right. it just, I mean, look at the teams that we beat or have beaten. It's not that impressive when you go back and look at it. Arkansas is probably our most impressive win by far. Yeah. And they've been up and down. And it They're, took a miracle play. Yeah. It's, I mean, it just hasn't been – we haven't seen the dominance that we've expected to see. The offensive line has been very disappointing. The run game, the coaching in general has been so, awful. So – I'll tell you this, as I think back on the first half, disappointment is definitely the word that comes to mind, right? Yeah. I mean, oh. 100% disappointment at DJ Durkin for coming out and being a three-man line on 75% of defensive plays when we've got some of the best defensive line talent. Yeah. And I know there's been injuries, but there's still plenty of bodies there to go and stay with that line. Especially because of the fact that, look, your linebackers really struggle, especially when they're not protected by that line up front. So disappointment in D.J. Durkin. Disappointment in the offensive line and what they've been able to do um, throughout the season. I mean, they started first game of the year against Sam Houston. It just looked like garbage. And have gotten better, don't get me wrong, throughout yeah. the season at times. But even watching that Alabama game, now partially on Jimbo, right, because he just – will not, will not, refuses to help his offensive line at all by yeah. doing sure. the things necessary, running the draws, running screens, you know, running the ball, right? Putting more tight ends on the field, yeah. the fullback maybe here and there. I got you. So, yeah, I mean, disappointment in the performance of the offensive line, but more specifically than the offensive the interior of the offensive line. Uh, and uh, along those lines, disappointment in Adazio. Oh, disappointment yeah. in Adazio as the new offensive line coach who hasn't done the things to get those guys ready to be in there and play. Because anybody can see the fact that as, at the guard spot or even when he played tackle, Aki has just not been technically very good at all. It's not like he's been technically okay. The dude has been horrible. He's been our worst offensive lineman by far. By far. I mean, and they keep putting him in the game. You have other options. You gotta have something better than that. You got other options. I mean, so I mean, how are they not seeing what we're seeing? That's what I understand. And how how is it that some of the issues that they have had, some of the issues that they've had they've had there with that offensive line, you know, yeah, you've seen some improvements, but I mean, with the talent that they have up there, I really expected Adazio to have a big, big, big turnaround as far as the the level of play. And it's funny you just said the talent they have. And that's yeah. what drives me crazy. You look at not just last season's recruiting class, the previous three, four recruiting classes. I mean, we've been top ten. You know, we've been right. – these are good recruiting classes. We've been top ten every year other than Jimbo's first year, right? And that's five years ago. Exactly. And – you can't put a better team on the field than what we have right now being three and three. But you can't also tell me that those guys aren't talented enough to play better. Yeah. You can't tell me they're not talented enough to play Is better. Is it coaching? It must, it's got to be the coach. So, you know, even after the Alabama game, right, if you look back just at the whole half season, you know, look, you can take some positive out of the Alabama game in the sense that, man, Haynes King probably played his game, best game of the year. Right, he gave you a chance to win throughout them. Yeah, obviously, you know Stewart had a had a big game. You know Moose, nice game. You know there's some there's some things and some positives. That, you know, those guys made some plays, yeah. like man plays, right? right? Dude plays, right? And it's because of those guys being that level of talented athlete that we had a chance at that game. It wasn't because of great play calling or this exceptional scheme. It's just talent. It was talent. Right. 100% The guys talent. got up for the game. They knew this was Alabama. We're going to play good. Yeah. Turnovers mm -hmm. caused by the defense. Yep. Right? Four to interception, three fumbles recovered. Right. You know, once again, because of these guys and their talent level, right? Fidel Diggs causing two of those fumbles coming in with <coughs> just the, the motor, the never-ending stopper. I guess my point is that even in spite of the things that we saw in that Alabama game that give you some sort of positive feel, when you look back at the first half of the season, it's still a matter of disappointment. We'll go back to last season. Zach Calzada's best game last year, Alabama. 
And after that game, we were like, hey, we might have turned something. What what ends up happening? Like you just said about Haynes King, best game against Alabama. Right. We ended up losing to two more teams after that. I think it was Mississippi State and I can't remember, Ole Miss or something. Oh, Ole Miss and LSU. Yeah. I mean, and, it's like, what? And where's so, that where's that game at? You know, where's that Alabama game at? You know what's what else was disappointing to me, and this this to me is the the crux of the whole thing. The fact that the coaching staff, Jimbo Fisher specifically, has no accountability, and he's taking no accountability for the fact that this team is where it is, right? This program, the disappointment of a lack of progress by this program five years into the Jimbo Fisher era is, is hard to deal with, especially when you go watch a Tennessee team that two years ago was worse than the SEC, you know, one of the worst teams in the they SEC. They lost and all their sudden, players. Those guys lost a ton of their, yeah, their guys to transfer all their top-end players, yeah. including a tackle that played for us. Mm-hmm. And and then they come back, and two years into the coaching regime, yeah. those guys are showing the changes and the right. things that they've done in two seasons, seven yeah. seasons. Exactly. But Aggie fans want to give Jimbo a pardon Oh, well, this team is young. Oh, well, every year is an excuse. So it's the same excuse we heard during Sumlin's era here. It is the same excuse. My team is always young. Well, you know why Sumlin's teams were always young? Because he always decided to play the freshman. That tells me that they're not developing the upper class like they should. Right. So if every year you play the freshman and make make the team young, that's on you. Mm-hmm. He's recruited great. He's recruited. Jimbo's recruited great. You know, for as many of the flaws as someone had, he was a decent recruiter. Yeah. There was talent on campus. Oh, yeah. When Jimbo got here, there was talent on campus. As yeah. a matter of fact, a bunch of those guys that won nine games in the COVID shortened year were someone's guys. Right. Including the quarterback. Yeah. Right? So no accountability. Because when you hear Jim talk, we hear old Jimmy talk. You know, what does he say? Players have to execute better. It's always execute. Players have to execute better. We want to hear the excuse of we're young. How many freshmen play? 23 freshmen have played. Okay. Excuses, excuses, excuses. The plays are there. We just have to execute better. You know, that is the that is the conversation of a coach that is that just isn't very good. Right. Because that's his job. Mm-hmm. Getting players to execute the plays that he's calling in the system that he's putting them in is his job, his only job, right. by the way. So what do you do? So what do you do? Jimbo's not going to change, obviously. It hasn't changed. You know, the only thing I can say is Durkin has changed the defense a little bit. The last game he went to a four-man front, so which was some positive. With some positive. So we'll see we'll see if Durkin learns from his idiocy, right? The guy is an idiot because you can see him on the sideline over there. Smiling. Oh, grin. I got paid. That dude is counting his bucks every time yeah. he leaves that stadium. I think Jimbo's doing the same thing. But here's the thing, right? I mean, before, you know, before this season, I was 100% on board with the fact that, look, Jimbo – is a great CEO coach, right? The dude, really, like just overseeing the program, he's brought a lot of attention to the program. He's recruited well. He's done all those things, right? He's helped to build sort of that aura of yeah. a big-time program, right? He says the right things. Except now, since this summer, really, since this summer, all you hear him talk about is excuses, man. Excuses, excuses, excuses. This summer, he was saying, well, we were really the second best team in that, that, that shortened, COVID shortened season. <laughs> uh, like, they kept us out of the playoffs, right? Yeah. Okay. Look, don't lose by, by 20 summit points to Alabama and maybe you get in. Period. Yeah, it's true. But. Hell, you almost lost to North Carolina in the bowl game, so I'm not sure you're going to beat whoever the heck you faced that, that, first, that first week in the playoffs. Anyway, he wants to give the excuses. You know, he talks about, he talks about 
the lack of execution. He talks about his, you know, he's he he needs to continue recruiting to get his players in. He needs. He's talked about well the quarterback, you know, and 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 you know we've hadn't had the experience court, he, but he's had all those things. Right. He's had all those things. He's he's done all the things. There can't be. There's not a program in the country that can give their coach anything more than what we've given Jimbo Fisher. And now it's all excuses for him. Well, that's he, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. I mean, he's supposed to, oh, I can do all this. Look at the numbers you just gave to me. You mean to tell me that our players that we have at A&M aren't any better than what they have at Tennessee, North Carolina. I'm talking about teams that move the ball up and down the yeah. field with less amount, with less talent. And, oh, yeah, they'll point it to offensive. Well, those coaches will make adjustments for that offensive line. Correct. They'll do something different instead of doing the same thing over and over and over, which I'm sure we're going to see against South Carolina. Uh, I'm sure we're going to see it yeah, from this, here on out. That right there, which is what you just said, is the thing that disappoints me the most. Is I don't think he's going to make a change. That's what I'm. That's what we're I saying. don't think he's going to make no, a change. No, he's not going to because he's already telling you the players aren't executed. Players aren't executed. Because if we come out and score fifty against South Carolina and we do the same thing, he goes, "Look, they executed." And then you and I can go, "Well, he was right on that one." Okay. Here's here's and and here's the thing. He'll point to certain plays and say, "Well, we had look." We had this guy open here, or we had this over here. Yeah. He, he, you know, we have a drop here. But the problem is, the reason that those guys are making those mistakes is because Jimbo has them thinking about 10 different things on every play. Right. So offensive line-wise, offensive line-wise, as you're sitting in there and you're getting ready to call the play, You've got a quarterback behind you trying to call out a, a protection that he's changing the last five seconds right before you, the, the play gets, you know, the, the ball gets snapped. Now you've got to try to figure out exactly what's going on there. Not only that, you've got to, fig- you've got to try to communicate that with the guy right next to you. Mm-hmm. And then when the ball is snapped, with all these movement on the line, now you've got to fit, sit in here and like, okay, we just got this new play in, this new protection scheme in. Where, who am I working with? Where am I turning? You know, like, yeah. Well, you can't play because you're thinking. You're athletes. The guys that they've been talking for years, we don't have the speed on the outside. We don't have the speed on the outside to go make plays down the field. Well, you know why they're not fast? They're not fast because they're playing slow because they're thinking. Right. It's not because they can't run. They're not reacting. They're not act. They're just, oh, am I supposed to do this? What, what am I? Oh, so they yeah. can't. You know, they're not fast out of their breaks. No. They're not fast on their cuts. You know, none of those things because they're always here. Until those players get out of here and just go, yeah. all that athleticism is not going to show up. Defensively, same thing, right? Oh, our secondary is so slow. That's why we continuously get beat. No, forget that. It's because they're a step slow. They were too slow to react because they were thinking about where they were supposed to be. You know, I thought about you yesterday. I was watching the Eagles game, Cowboys, and they said something. One of the announcers, they talked to Jalen Hurts, and they said, but your offense is a complicated. No, we only run like six or seven plays with different <laughs> variations to each one. You know, a lot of run pass options, but mainly it's the same plays over and over because they work and it makes it easy. And they have look at what they're doing. They're undefeated. Jalen Hurts, a quarterback, a guy that lost his starting position to Tua, and and I mean, you know, now he's the MVP candidate for the NFL. And that's a perfect example. But, you know, and you sit in there and you complain about the quarterback's inaccurate. Well, the quarterback's inaccurate because his feet are messed up. Because he's thinking about so yeah. many different things. He, he's not he's not able to just play. Get his feet in the right position and deliver the ball, right? It applies to every position. Right. Every single position. I mean, it's coaching is taking a player like Haynes King. You, you see his mechanics, but what was he good at? You know, find out what he's good at and then work with that. That's what coaches, like Jalen Hurts' coach has done that with him. You know, he's not Tom Brady back there. Everybody, every every analyst in the business wanted to get rid of Jalen Hurts. They should draft a quarterback. They should draft a quarterback. That's what these coaches And what did they do instead? They said, no. This dude dude comes in here and he works every day. He works every day. He's busting his butt. He's a leader. We're going to throw him in there. And we're going to make it easy on him. And that's Haynes King, is that not the same thing you hear about Haynes King? He busts his butt. Yeah. He's a leader. Exactly. The dude works. Yeah. He lives football. Don't tell me you can't put him in a position to win. Haynes King goes to a 129 other schools besides A&M. Or I, I bet half of them figure out a way to use his strengths to be successful. Instead of going, 
Go put him in that Tennessee offense and see what happens. I'm telling you, man, they're, that Josh Heifel will work with him. He'll make him to where it's successful. I mean, Hendon Hooker came from Virginia Tech. He was not like this at Virginia he, he Tech. He was not successful at Virginia exactly. Tech. Because Virginia Tech, they didn't put him in a good position. Because each coach has – some coaches, these old-school coaches, have a system. And this is my system. This is I'm going to plug – and this quarterback needs to play this way. I don't care what he's like, but he needs to play this way. And that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. And so, I mean, you go – I mean, it's almost – you know basketball. If you have a, a small team, you're not going to pound the ball inside and try to score. Makes sense to you're me. You're going to put the ball around the arch and shoot threes and just compete. I mean, it's the same thing in football. If you have a player that excels – if you have a pocket quarterback like Connor, I think he might fit Jimbo's system. Maybe one day when he learns. Nothing fits Jimbo's system because no matter who it is, they're thinking too damn much. Well, that's what that's why I think Connor I mean, hasn't seen the field. Kellen Mond was a four-year starter Yeah, that was still not a great quarterback in that system. Because he's thinking he, all the time. You know, like, oh. no big plays whatsoever, yeah. right? Dumb it down a little bit. So that's what worries me is. And hire an offensive coordinator. Will he... Will he release the, the the offense to somebody else? Will he ever do that? Somebody because above if he him, doesn't. Somebody above him is going to have to tell him to do that. Somebody that has that's going to threaten his money or his livelihood somehow. Nobody's threatening his money. Money's guaranteed. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I mean. So as long as you're doing that, so it's not going to change anything. All right. So obviously, look, we like the disappointment is there. We know what they. We've talked about the issues. We've said all right. Let's take a look at some of the good things about this team, which are the players. All right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And let's look at some halfway through the season awards. All right. Okay? Let's go. Start off, offensive MVP. I'm not sure that there is one, but there's only one guy that's a candidate here. Right. A-Chain? Yeah. A-Chain. I mean, Anias would have been up there because he had a good thing starting. Um, but, Yeah. I would give it to him. If, if Anais was still healthy, I believe his numbers would probably be good enough. I probably would have given it to him. Yeah. The dude, because he does everything for this team. And it drives me crazy that you couldn't put him and Moose on the field together <laughs> and see what Moose is doing. How about him, Moose, and, and freaking Stewart on the field uh, together? I mean, Marshall's playing well. Green at tight end. I mean, it's just got, you got the talent. I mean, we sit there. That's what makes us excited when we went to practice and watch them play. You're like, yeah. these guys have the talent. You can see it out there. Look, Anais was pretty close to being on pace for a 1,000-yard season. You yeah. know, and that's in spite of the fact that this offense was garbage. Yeah. Um, around him. And, you know, that would have been his best season. So he, he could have been in the But as it is right now, A chain, I think, is the yeah, the I only agree. choice, right? And that's running behind that offensive line. I mean, we're one of the worst rushing teams in the nation, but he's yeah. only getting how many carries a game? Is that I thought he'd get twenty plus. He's getting ten. You thought I thought that we get he'd get twenty plus, especially because of the fact that he's they're not giving it to any other running back. It's yeah. not like they got another guy. He's getting sixteen, and somebody else is getting no. ten, like it was last year, yeah. right? I thought he'd be like a Christian McCaffrey, somebody you're running little screenplays for all the time. I mean, but Jimbo's just figured, ah, what the heck? We're we're not going to run the football that much. We're going to throw it fifty times and run it twenty. Yeah, we got to throw it fifty times and run it twenty. To execute. We have to execute. Defensive MVP. Um, as of right now. So far this season, I think this is hard too. I don't think that anybody has been just. I know who's disappointing me the most. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, but um, Diggs probably. Diggs has been everywhere all over the field. I mean, there's a couple games he seemed like he missed him, but then when he shows up, he shows up. But uh, I mean, Fidel's a good choice. I think Gilbert. I like Gilbert. He's done some good things in spots, but I've seen some spots where he's missed. Plays Edger and Cooper. I've been. Uh, no, I don't, I'm we're not even going to go there. Look, I think it's. I think it's one of two guys. Myself. Who? I think it's Antonio Johnson or Chappelle. And Chappelle was up there, but he was out. To that me, last game. he, he missed the last game. But that guy, they've lined him up. He's a corner that yeah. doesn't weigh doesn't even weigh 200 pounds. He's a sophomore. Yeah. And they've lined him up all over the field, wide corner. He's always in the backfield. Yeah. Seems like. Oh yeah. He's coming up and playing the run. He's the force player on the run at times. Yeah. I mean, he has done a lot of, and it, it's not necessarily doesn't always come up in the stats. Yeah, he does lead this team in pass breakups, by the way. He Chicago's? does. Yeah, mm -hmm. it doesn't always come up in the stats, but the dude makes a ton of plays and forces forces plays back into his help very well. 
in spite of the fact that he's not the biggest guy out there. I was going to say Antonio, but I expected more from him. That's what I was saying about the dis. I'm not disappointed. I just the expected. answer is probably Antonio. Yeah, by I the mean, way, by far the most talented player I think on our. And he ma- he makes NFL, it, he right? does he does lead the team in tackles. You know, he could also use some help from the schemer Durkin to help him out so that he's not constantly taking on offensive guards in the process of trying to do what he does best, right? It seems like he's playing linebacker more than he is. So those guys, I think, are still probably the guys you go with. Mm-hmm. I'll say this. Nobody on this team, on this defense, has just wowed you. Been there's one guy that I think can, and he just now got healthy. I thought he did a great job in Alabama. That's Jackson. Yeah. I, I think. Big part. Yeah. Offensive surprise player first half of the season. Well, Stewart, I kind of expected it from him. I think he's done a great job at green at tight end. I think he's really surprised me. I mean, he's getting better, I think, every week. They're starting like, to go I like to that him. Pick, They're yeah. starting to go to him more. And he's gotten more and more play week in, week in. Week I think in, the right. quarterbacks are starting to trust him. I say quarterbacks. Yeah. Johnson was throwing the ball. Haynes threw the ball a few times. I mean, that big uh, pass interference penalty that yeah. could have put us in position to win the game. But Look, I think another guy that you, I, I think you should mention here is Zoom. We talked about him a little bit oh, earlier. Yeah. You know, first-year starter at left tackle. You know, mm-hmm. premium position on the offensive line. And, you know, has he been perfect? No, but... I saw what's happening when he's not there. Yes. He's That's been, the big thing. <laughs> without him, we... Yeah. You don't I miss mean, him until he's gone. And so, I thought he's had a pretty good year. I thought the two tackles have actually had a decent year. Right. It's the interior of the offensive line that's hurt us. So, him... And another guy is Moose. Not surprised because he's producing, but... We see him field. producing. Yeah. When he's the, surprised that he was off, off the field for basically two games or so. I mean, just, not just him, but Preston hasn't seen the field that much. I mean, guys, yeah. we thought we talked about, like, man, they look good, but nothing. But a surprise defensive player, and that's hard to do on a defense that really hadn't been outstanding. I mean, like I said, surprise, you got me on that one. Like I said, I'm more surprised than some of the stuff we're not doing. But Yeah, I, I think that's true. Chris Russell. I think has, has surprised some. I wanted to see him on the bench so many times, yeah. and then he comes through, and what does he lead the team in sacks, I think you said? Or yeah, and, and here's the thing. You know, the, th- the problem with him, he's not consistent. He's definitely better, once again, playing behind a four-man front that protects him some because mm-hmm. he has trouble getting to the right gap oftentimes. But, boy, he's made a lot of big plays is, I guess, the reason I would say that. Those linebackers, linebackers have been disappointing. But, uh, like I said, I think getting Jackson back is going to help the whole – Help everyone out. He's going to take yeah. up. This is another guy you could take. You could also bring in the surprise carry. Go- I think, carry go- well, we expected Diggs because coming out of fall practice, they said, hey, yeah. Diggs is going to be our – he's our defensive MVP in the fall practice. So we expected mm-hmm. that. But, you know, our cornerbacks have played well. Harris has played really well. Oh, yeah. Um, who are the other freshmen that have played a lot that have surprised us? Bryce Anderson. Anderson. That's and and we can get some newcomers coming in. All right, so <laughs> – Going to the other side of this, yeah. Offensive disappointment, disappointments, guys that have disappointed offensive. Right guard, left guard, yeah. Uh, left guard, Aki, Aki, obviously. But father, I'd say, father I'd say Robinson too. Yeah, Robinson. You know, Robinson was going to be the best guard in all of college football coming yeah. into the season, and he's struggled at times. Yeah. He's gotten better week in, week out. But that that guy that's your leader right there should have been from the get go. Yeah, helping everybody out. You know, and and here's one of the things that I'll say about that too. What were we, what game were we watching the other day? And you watch them, and the offensive lineman, you know, sit in there, and he goes, he he literally yells across the line and points. Yeah, they're talking at each other, other. talking and communicating. That was right? a Tennessee game. I think it was a Tennessee game. Was it Tennessee game? Yeah. And you know, and I commented to you, I said, you never see our guys do that. No, nah, our talk. guys don't talk. Mm-mm. They don't say anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rocky tells him, hey, I'm going to let this guy go by me. Y'all, y'all try to get him. Yeah. So so that's one big disappointment. The quarterbacks. Whichever one's been in there has pretty much been a disappointment. I, I will say this. Like I said, I thought King played I would have to be a quarterback up. on this team right now. Because expectations are way up. Way high. up. You got an offensive line. You got a left tackle right now against Alabama. He's just letting anybody and everybody go by him. He was a step or two behind. 
Oh. I don't care who it was. It didn't matter. It didn't matter didn't if matter. it was All-American Anderson or yeah. a walk-on. They're getting by him, and he see it. And as a quarterback, what can you do? I mean, do, coach do what calling, he does. You try to make and, something out of nothing yeah. over there. Throw it up. Throw Let it your up. guys go make a play. And that's, I mean, that's been the surprise. I knew Stewart was good. Yeah, but those catches—they some of those catches—they made those quarterbacks look a lot better. Yeah, than what those throws. And Lucas were. made a couple of them oh, behind yeah. up here yeah. and all this stuff, you know. Yeah. Other disappointment, Preston. You mentioned him earlier. The guy can't get on the field. It's disappointing that that dude is not on the field. He's on your kickoff return, so he's got to be one of your better athletes, and you can't get on behind the field. Chase Lane, which I have no idea why. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, we heard a lot about Yul Keith Brown. He hadn't done much. He had the one long touchdown, right? The hadn't tight ends. Him. I mean, besides Green, we haven't seen much of Max Wright. Hasn't, you know, when he came back, he's a good blocker, but they're not using him as no. a blocker because they're not running the damn ball. Mm-hmm. They're not keeping him in for pass protection to help out. And you know, you have a weak ass tight end, or a left tackle. And yeah, left tackle. Why don't you keep him in and help block? Use I mean, him as Johnson, a fullback. How about Jake how- Johnson? Hasn't seen the field. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If he has. Also, none of the backup tailbacks have you have even seen no, the field hardly at all. I mean, they got I mean, we, we heard all this. They I mean, and we've seen rest. those guys, yeah. right? Yeah, we've seen LJ on the field do things in mm-hmm. practice. Do you know make some yeah. plays? We've seen Crownover be big and physical, even as a blocker. Boy, he had a big block two weeks ago. You know, two weeks ago. So we've seen it. We've seen these guys do. Dang, man. He's yeah. had some nice plays out in the open, making, you know, and they're not getting any run whatsoever. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, how about defensive disappointment? It's mainly just the coaching, the coaching, the schemes. I mean, I'm disappointed in the linebackers. Edrian Cooper, I expected more out of White. Edge Cooper. Been hurt. Obviously, White's the hurt, but Edrian Cooper has been a huge disappointment. Yeah. I mean, I expected him to be all over the field, making plays, and I'm not seeing it. I expected him to be. I expect to see uh, Damani, I think, has been... He's, he's tied with Chappelle, by the way, for pass breakups. The only place he's made plays is in the second, is, is in the pass. Well, I mean, he's basically a, you know, he's not coming downhill right. making plays. That's what we expect him mm-hmm. to do. And he's not making tackles. I mean, you're, you're the middle linebacker slash, you know, outside, whatever linebacker position you want to put him, he needs to be making plays, making tackles, getting down there. But, I mean, of course, the defensive line... I like helped. the other one you said, too. When you have a 3-2... Or a three, whatever you're running, a three-man front. Yeah, that's not helping the linebackers that's not at helping all. The linebackers at all. No, like I keep saying, Jackson coming back is going to help him be a better player. It's mm-hmm. going to take guys off of him. It's going to help the D line. It's going to help Diggs out. It's going to help you name yeah. Stewart, Adalia. Is he coming back this year? I don't even know if he's playing anymore, but he looked good the first couple games. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of talent. I mean, there's so much talent. All we said at the beginning of the season was, "Don't screw it up, Durkin." And what has he done? He screwed it up. He put a three-man so, front up there. The one thing we yeah. said, don't do it. And what does he do? Look, Damani has not been has not been as good as we yeah. thought he would be this I year. thought he was going to be more. He hasn't been. You know, he just – he's he's made some big plays, mind you, but he, he's he's overrunning things once again out of position. I also – I go back to the four-man line because they give those second-level guys, which he ends up being a second-level guy on this defense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Him and Antonio both a lot of times. Sometimes it's him and Chappelle. And they be – as second-level guys, they have to now take up and fill in multiple gaps yeah. because there's only three defensive linemen, right? Well, think – okay, what are the pros with a three-man line? You get to stay in coverage, I guess? I don't, I don't, I don't know what you can, Yeah, you can have more co- – you can be a little bit more – exotic with some of your blitzes and different things but at the end of the day when they're running the ball right at you that's not that's not necessarily so, something that's okay help. a four-man line you get pressure on the quarterback with your four men right because our four guys can get down and get after it right well and here's the thing when you get those guys the, the 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 benefit of those guys is the fact that you've got athletes all over the rest of the field right, right? i mean mm-hmm. cooper's not known as this go downhill and take on blocks linebacker right, right. Lee, you know, Russell, Lee, those guys aren't those kind of guys. You know, whether it's Damani or the other secondary guys in Johnson, Chappelle, those aren't – well, that's not their strength, right? right? What their strength is athleticism. Well, let them be athletes by keeping defensive or offensive linemen off them because your defensive line takes up those blocks, right? Yeah. You need that to seems podcast to Dirk and let him listen to this and make sure he understands. I'm going to tell you my other disappointment on this one. Santucci. Linebackers coach Santucci. Okay. Look, man, 
that dude came in here with all kinds of hype. They promoted him to co-defensive coordinator. He's got all this crap. He has not done anything to help these linebackers get better. This group of linebackers is extremely, extremely athletic. And that's all fine and dandy. That's what they play with. They play with their athleticism, and that's how they make plays. But they're not technically sound. They're never in the right place. They're always slowed down by motions or misdirection. They don't have, which tells me that they're not fo well focused on their keys or their keys are not very well defined for them, mm -hmm. right? So all those things come into play. That's <coughs> linebacker coach Santucci, who's also your co-defensive coordinator, doing a crap job. Yeah. As it turns out, maybe Elko was sort of the mastermind behind where all these other guys were getting a lot of respect from. Right. I, I agree. Um, all right. How about offensive newcomer of the year so far? Stewart. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one, right? I mean, yeah. No. Marshall's not far behind. Marshall's played pretty well. And dude, but Stewart, green. Yeah, Green. Yeah. Defensive newcomer. I don't think we've got to spend a lot of time. I agree with you. Stewart, 26 guys, 303 yards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and he's gonna he's getting yeah. better, better. Oh, absolutely! Defensive newcomer could be the other Stewart. I don't know. There's, there's a, a lot. Yeah, I mean, I like the, the other Stewart. Yeah, Anderson. Uh, Shamar Stewart is a is definitely a, in in consideration. Bryce Anderson has made has made some big plays, and you know he, he just he, made a couple big plays. Is he a newcomer? He's not really a newcomer. No, he, but he he's was new last field. I guess he's new. In the Nolan field. obviously Nolan. has had when a, he's on the field when, when he's, he's been healthy. healthy. And Denver Harris, who I think yeah, has Harris. been pretty darn good mm -hmm. in pass coverage um, and done some really good things. Has he gotten beat a couple times? Yeah, but he was always there. It's not right. like he's gotten beat. Like, and it's just like guys wide open. You know, the guy's yeah. in there making plays. I think he's going to be a stud. Uh, so, and he's got – he's second on – or tied – was, you know, second on the team in pass breakups right. in there. He, did, he hadn't obviously played as much. So they, they yeah. go after him a little bit whenever he's on, on the field. But there's, the a lot. There's, I mean, there's so much talent on that defense. It's just disappointing how we're using yeah. all of our talent. This is what we said at the beginning of the season. I mean, I repeat it over and over. It's like, don't screw it up. And don't screw it up. Dirk and screwing it up. Jimbo screwing it up. You can so, put a high school coach out there and do a better job than what these guys are doing. Yeah, keep it simple and let those athletes play. Yeah. All right. So that's sort of a review of what's happened here first half. Right. Let's talk about what to expect in the second half under the same sort of premises, right? What to expect? So what to expect in the second half? We've got six games left. Who do you expect to be your offensive MVP for the second half of this season? Well, A-Chain, I expect him to be. But if Moose keeps going like he's going and they keep finding him, he's running his routes and he's getting open, Moose could – Challenge. I mean, he's done really well. That's a good point. He's yeah. done really well. Uh, Green, if he keeps doing what he's doing. but Stewart. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the best case scenario for this team. What? I mean, one of the quarterbacks is the is, is your offensive MVP in the second half. Well, I want to see if Connor gets on the field at all. I mean, I'm excited. Because right now, I mean, three and three, I'm not going to say our season's screwed. Our season's screwed. I mean, what did, Look, we, what did you expect? Were our expectations too high coming in? We figured no, about three no, losses. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. We figured, what, three losses maybe? Our expectations two? were low considering the damn talent on the field. But we know what coaches, what, they're do doing know. the same thing. So, and so we can't get mad because we do get mad every week at it. But We can because it means that they're just not doing a good job. Yeah. But offensive MVP-wise, this team, you're right. This team runs around A-Chain. It's still going to continue to yeah. run around A-Chain. A unless, unless Jimbo, like, somehow fires himself and gets, gets somebody else to, you know, that's, yeah. that's who it's going to be, right? Because, man, we said at the beginning of the season, let's two tight ends, five offensive linemen, A-Chain in the back, a couple wides. I mean, we talked about that at oh, the beginning yeah. of the season. Loved it. And we haven't seen it. No. Not much. Who's going to be your defensive MVP the rest of the year? Jackson. I mean, I've been I've been on that guy all year, and he hasn't played. And we were wondering what was wrong, and then he gets on the field against Alabama, and you see him everywhere. You see him. You see two to three offensive linemen keeping an eye on him as he's moving, and he's I, he's I think more athletic. McKinley Jackson. He's more athletic than I really ever thought he was. I mean, yeah. just watching him get downfield all over the place, and I think he brings an attitude to that defense. How many turnovers? I mean. That's what I've been saying. Let's get turnovers. Let's defense make a difference. Look, I do think it's probably McKinley Jackson. Uh, you know, he's got to obviously stay healthy and, and get through the rest of the season. There, um, we got to continue to see. Too. We got to continue to see the four man line. 
oh, yeah. predominantly. Um, and then I do, th- I still think that Chappelle and Antonio are, are, are key cogs and all that. And Gil- Gilbert's another guy, right? I, I thought Gil- Gilbert's had a good first half, first year starter this year. Right? Yeah. Had a pretty good first half. Yeah, you did great. And, you know, man, that interception against, against Bama, right? I mean, that was a, that was a nice play. Yeah. That I mean, was a nice play. That's the thing we've had, we're living off big plays. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the problem. We shouldn't have to live off big plays on defense. That's all. I mean, not offensively, but defensively, we've been living off big plays. All right. So, offensive second half surprise player for the offense. Second half. So, if he was a surprise player in the first half, we're no longer going to keep him in this category. He's got to be somebody off the beaten path. Oh, surprise player. God. It's I mean, be... I think there's one guy that stands who's out. That, who's that guard that's going to come in and play now? That's my surprise player in the Dewberry. Dewberry. That's my surprise. I like that pick. That's my surprise offensive player because he's going to get playing time now. We hope so. Yep. I think I think that's my surprise player. It could. You know who it could be? Connor. It could be Connor. Oh, I'd love for it to be Connor. If Connor comes in and takes the reins. If Connor comes in and he's takes the reins. Give it up. You're going to see transfer but, quarter look yeah. up for yeah, a couple of guys. I don't. I don't. By the way, I don't think. I don't think he's going to be the starter the rest of the year. So if he's not the starter the rest of the year, is he the starter next year going in? I guess it all depends on how King finishes this year, doesn't it? Uh, all right. Second half defensive player, surprise player. Um, there's two guys I really wish I could see on this li- on this list, but I don't see it because of playing time. I need to see health. I need to see who's healthy and who's not. Because like we said, there's some guys that have played that haven't played a lot that have been hurt. White, Adelier, Adelier. Adelier, yeah. Uh, those are two bigger names Here than you we go. thought. Who you got? Silla, the defensive end, and Overton, Overton. the other defense. Overton's got more player time. Silla. Silla's only gotten that one game, got a little bit yeah, of a run. I don't see but him. But he looks explosive off the edge. And I would love to see him in there more, especially on passing downs where they, can just, where they can just bring him off the edge and let him explode, right? If you're going with four-man front, you should have more rotation because you have a four-man front, and I don't understand what they're doing that. Yeah, but, you know, he's a much more explosive player than, I mean, even Diggs, right? He's right. more explosive than Diggs. Yep. Hell, move Diggs inside with Jackson. Take out the other defensive tackle. Have Shamar Stewart and and Silla or Overton on the outside. You know, just getting after it. Just getting after. It, mm-hmm. You know. I like it. Uh, how about offensive newcomer for the second half? A guy that we haven't really seen in this offense. Maybe that produces produces in the second half. Probably a running back to spell H in every now and then, but probably Daniels. I don't know. Who are you thinking? Well, you you said it earlier, Dewberry, right? I mean, no, I think Dewberry, yeah, that's Dewberry comes into play. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna put Green in here some more, right? Because I think Green could may have an even bigger impact in the well, second half. He could. I don't know. He's already impact. had a pretty big impact. I like yeah. I just want to see. I don't understand why Jay Johnson, all the pipe coming out. I mean, we've seen this happen over and over with the tight end. He's had some injuries, I think. But we've seen it over and over with the tight end coming out. Right. That hasn't. What was the other guy's name that never saw the field? He was all hyped up. <laughs> I can't remember his damn name now. He transferred or yeah, he's, he's injured there. all the time. Yeah. He's a, is he at Tech? Ah, fuck, I don't know. I don't remember his name. All right, so defensive sort of newcomer, and I think we've talked about it because all these guys are newcomers, right, in the second yeah. half. They're, yeah. they're all newcomers. They're all freshmen. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, but it's the same guys. It's Overton. It's Silla. It's those are Anderson. Yeah, I, Anderson, 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 I think, got a chance to be a player in there and get some more reps as the season goes along. Yeah. Do you start using Anderson a little bit more, Damani a little bit less? That's I me. Mean, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, and I hate it because I'm thinking about next year. I think our defense is going to be amazing next year, but I hate to say that right now because we still have six games left. Well, Durkin's still going to be coaching the defense, so I'm not sure. We'll yeah. see. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Second half act. Six games. Yeah. How many wins? I think we beat South Carolina. I don't care who the quarterback is. If it's Haynes or Connor, we should beat them. Our defense should score enough points against them. Uh, that's a win. Ole It'll Miss. be UMass. Oh, UMass, that's two. I think Ole Miss might be a loss. I've been watching them over the last two weeks, and they've impressed me more than what A&M has. Their offense can actually move the ball. Until, until, until we can move the ball, we're not going to win those kind of games. We should beat Florida because they have they have an inept offense like we do, and we yeah. have better defense. 
Yeah, um, that's based off of the quarterback run on Florida. LSU, I think it's the same situation. LSU, and and we'll talk about it here as we go through some of the games this week. But they they got a huge performance out of their quarterback Daniels. This I week. still I think and he'll throw the ball to us more. I got a feeling. I got a feeling that offense is already better than ours. Who's the other? What team so, are we missing? This one. This one. Auburn. Auburn, we should be. But I mean, hell, Auburn looked good against Ole Miss last week. They were moving the that's ball. That's the tough the part. Is I think that's the tough part about going into this and saying, okay, how many more wins? Well, the, the fact of the matter is, is that it's completely unknown because this team could you show up, could show up like it did against Bama, and it could show up like we did against App State, right? Yeah, you don't know what you're going to get. All right, let's go a little SEC at the gate, baby. I'm ready. This past week was a fun week of college football, my friend. I have a question for you before you get started. Is the SEC East better than the West right now? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, if you think about it. Yeah. Their top team is Georgia in the East. Their second best team maybe is Tennessee, and they just beat Alabama, who was our best in the West. Who's the second best team in the West? Mississippi? All they might be the best team in the West, by the way. Ole Miss might because they're undefeated still. Look. Just tell me. I'll say, I'll say this. I... I... <laughs> I think that all these SEC West pundits that I'll keep saying, well, it's a talk division. It's like, yeah. look, right now, the there's two teams three. in the East. Three. Kentucky's pretty good team. That are better than any team in the West. right? Now. Oh, Tennessee and Georgia? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Tennessee, what a game. 52-49. Field goal at the buzzer. Yeah. Just... Unbelievable game, up and down. Tennessee comes out scorching, gets some yeah. get some help from Alabama on a turnover, the punt, not you know the yeah. punt muffed and all that. And then all of a sudden they're at home. You're like, it's uh-oh. like, whoa, here it comes. Here it Bryce Young getting hot a little bit. Yeah, that look. Forget that was, Bryce that was some good Big Twelve football we watched. <laughs> yes, there wasn't any defense being nah, played in that field. Nah. And look. Gives that tailback. I I didn't give him a ton of credit at the beginning of the year. I thought he's he looked good. pretty damn good the other day. Yeah, he's good. He's he's pretty freaking explosive. Yeah, man. those experts are right about him. Yeah, <laughs> they are right about him. Yeah, they're. Right. I'd I'd like to have him in my backfield. So, yeah. you know, you know, Tennessee did that without their top wide receiver. Yeah, that's what's impressive. They're they're but the guy that they had on the field caught five, count them, five touchdown passes. That's five touchdown passes. One guy. He had two hundred and four yards. One game that we've had all season passing, huh? Yeah, yeah unbelievable, <laughs> unfreaking believable. Uh, and at the end of the day, you know, Bama comes down and they take a lead. Tennessee comes down, they tie it. Bama goes down and takes the lead. And Tennessee with thirteen seconds left. Telling you, thirteen seconds yeah. left. Boop, boop. Yep. Let's kick it. Knuckleball. Knuckle. I don't know how. That I don't know how that thing went through. I mean, that's. Uh, there was somebody picking that up and pushing it through because that was ugly. You know what's fun to watch, though? It's fun to watch those guys just, just. I mean, they 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 incorporate the motions. They get their formations. They do all kinds of things with their wide receivers, stacking them and rubbing them and all this stuff, misdirection, you know, just and, – and it just creates explosive, right. explosive offense, man, because mm-hmm. – there's not a defense in the country that can defend all that space with all those different things that you incorporate there, the double move, the this, that, you know, the screens, the draws, the quarterback draw, you know, like, dude, on both sides of the ball here, man. Yeah. It was impressive. And look, Bama's wide receivers didn't exactly show out like they were some ex- – it's not their wide receivers of, the, of years past. Not, that's not their strength. But still, I mean, Bama's moving the ball – I mean, Tennessee put some pressure on Young. I was impressed there, just the way both teams competed. They, I mean, that's competing. That's, that's competing. That's, that was something. You know, neither team, both teams had a chance to lay over and say, oh, they're, they're coming back. Tennessee Good for those boys out in Rocky Top. Oh, God. How about the fans? Gold Look, and, yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 and they've been through some a long downside, mm-hmm. a long downside over there since, since Phil Fulmer days, right? I mean, yeah. And so, good for them. Good for them. Can they compete with Georgia? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. That offense can compete with anyone. I mean, did you can put 49 on Bama. 
I mean, Georgia, don't get me wrong. Bama's defense is suspect in the secondary. Yeah. And that's, I think Georgia might be also. Well, and they did a lot of things to try to help slow down those defensive ends who gave us a ton of trouble. I mean, right? Kent State put some points up against Georgia because they run a little bit more complex offense. And you saw what happened. Uh, yeah, and so Georgia beats Vandy 55 to nothing. Nothing crazy. They almost covered the over on their own, which was 59. 57, I thought we got. Was it 57? Yeah, we took the under. We hit that. Under. We were, we were a little worried about it, but we were. Uh, Ole Miss comes out hot against Auburn. Yep. Builds up a lead. They look like this is going to be a blowout. Yep. Auburn comes back. Their little quarterback, Ashford, that dude got that benched. Got benched. Finley played one series. He got fumbled. See you later. Ashford comes back and plays a lot better. Yeah, it was. It but was gives him a chance. Yeah. Um, you know, but you've seen this from Ole Miss over and over. You, you talked about Ole Miss and how good are they. Okay, well, they're pretty good offensively. They I can do anything. They can run the ball. They got some issues. I do think defensively they got some issues. Yeah. But they're not consistent, right? Every game they've played this year, they've, they've like, looked real good. Yeah. Then, then sort of they keep crap letting it out. The teams stay around for some Yeah, they do. But, but, I mean, they run the ball well, and they can throw the ball. We can't. And they're move, undefeated. And, right. And you look at Auburn. Auburn makes me nervous because they can run the ball. They got some good running backs. That's the uh, thing. Yeah, they got two good running backs. I mean, backs. we're in the top 120 and running, running, you know, so maybe that's something. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky beats Mississippi State. Look, Mississippi State could do whatever the heck they wanted to against us offensively. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get over there and they can't move the ball at all against Kentucky. Kentucky just lost to freaking South Carolina. So tell me. Something's weird. Tell me. Can we beat South Carolina? I don't know. <laughs> Shit. Look. Levis is that good, though, you, that quarterback. But also their coaching staff ain't going to let Mississippi State do, sit there and do whatever the hell they want to offensively. Yeah. They put men on them. They, they, they absolutely manned them up. They put pressure on the guy. All of a sudden, a guy that didn't get touched in the A&M game, the dude was under pressure all day long and yeah. couldn't, couldn't find receivers. Three men in front. And I just don't understand. So there you go, Kentucky. Who's a good team? They're they team, are. But they've got two losses. Uh, Arkansas healthy KJ Jefferson comes out Big and just dominated BYU in the main, that game. Not even close. Yeah, it was a high scoring game. A lot of high scoring games Saturday. BYU who beat Baylor. Yep, beat Baylor. Pretty, Which pretty also handy. lost to West Virginia. So I mean, it's not saying a lot about Baylor. You know, my dad's happy. <laughs> LSU we talked about a little while ago gets three hundred forty nine yards and three touchdowns from Jaden Daniels against, and they win against. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Who did they beat? It was SEC Florida. It's Florida. Was it Florida? Yeah, it was Florida. And Richardson, Richardson from Florida, you know, struggles throwing the ball. He's but you know he can run the football. That one-sided offense for Florida is not enough to go beat good quality teams. Yeah, here. right. I mean, like I said, I think we can beat all these teams we're about to play, but they're all doing something on offense that we're not doing until we figure that out. Look, right now, she look already looks better than that. I'm just telling you. Mm. All right. Outside of the SEC, around the country, Clemson, it's a little bit of a slow start, but they dominate Florida State. Yeah. They're, they're at a place where Clemson is used to being over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. They've got talent. Yeah, they do. Especially defensively. The quarterback still makes me nervous. I don't think they can yeah. win it all this year. But... He's, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's inconsistent to say right. the least, but he can make big plays. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the team that I was really impressed with, Michigan. Michigan absolutely dominated Penn State. The only reason Penn State made it a game was a pick six by Michigan play, yeah. and a, a big six, play. You mean a pick six by Penn State? Yeah, by Penn State. And then the big run by the And court. the big run by the Yeah. The rest of the day, that Michigan defense absolutely dominated Penn State. And mm-hmm. the offense was running up and down the field like there was nobody on the other side. Uh, USC loses their first one to Utah. Pack 12's out. Pac-12 is done, right? Yeah, Utah's got a loss. They, Oregon. Yeah, Oregon. I mean, got the only team you have left is UCLA, I think. Is, is UCLA undefeated? UCLA's undefeated. Yeah, I'm just counting them. Look, for Utah, Cam Rising puts up 415 yards, two touchdowns. We talked about it, that USC defense is going to still have some issues. And sure enough, it showed up. Who would take the under in that game? <laughs> TCU. <laughs> uh, TCU. Are they good? Comeback win over Oklahoma. Are they good, TCU? They're, are they good? They're good. Their offense is good. I mean, are they have a chance to be in the Final Four? Look, they're yeah, because all of a sudden they've already played Oklahoma, 
They've already played Kansas. They've already played. No, it's Did funny when you say Kansas. Okie State. Like it's softer. No, they played Kansas. Yeah. Do they play Hatch State yet? Because, I mean, they must be good. They've got to play Kansas State this this week. That's a big right? one. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. And they got Texas in a couple of weeks later down the line. But TCU is setting up with a chance to go into a Big 12 championship undefeated yeah. if they can get some good wins there. Um, they can score with anybody. Yep. Uh, look. Speaking of Big 12, Oklahoma comes back, gets their quarterback back, and all of a sudden they totally look like a team. Totally, totally different. Yeah. Huge, huge. Down. Dylan Gabriel, and they, they just absolutely yeah, clobbered The defense still just – I don't understand the defense. Yeah. Either. Yeah. And he's a defensive guy, right? I mean, yeah. at some point he's going to have to get that. He's he's using the Durkin issue, right? A lot of three-man line, and, mm. and it's costing him. I thought they played a little bit more uh, – a little bit more four-man line with two defensive tackles in there um, this weekend. I thought it looked better. Texas skins by Iowa State. Iowa State. Yeah, Texas, I, I expect a lot more out of them after the previous weekend, that quarterback back. And, and maybe it's just an emotional roller coaster. You know, they didn't They didn't quite. My dad really coming. believes Texas is going to win out. That's what he keeps telling me. And he's not a, he's not a Longhorn fan. T- you know, they've got some, they still got some games, right? They yeah. still got to play TCU. I think they still got to play Oklahoma State this coming week, actually. Yeah. Um, Jimbo does his press conference earlier today. Just says absolutely nothing as usual. Good, so, good, good to hear. Let's uh, move on from that. Yeah. Questions from the tailgate brought to you by Carney's Pub and Grill. Good times, good drinks, good people. All right. Of the remaining games, which game is the most important? To me, Ole Miss. I just want to see if we get blown out of that game or if we compete and win the game. Because we can. We have more talent than Ole Miss. We yeah. have more talent than all these teams left. Yeah. Um, they got a first-year quarterback. Yeah, but, I mean. They don't use that as an excuse, though. But he played a little bit in USC, not, didn't he? Not in Kiffin's system. But Kiffin, man, he does stuff that I just impresses me. He does an onside kick last game just after the halftime or whatever, and he gets it, and he gives his team another possession. The other thing is he, like you talked about earlier, he changes his system to fit the character of his play. Yeah, exactly. Right? I mean, it's. And they're a running sprints. team. They're running team this year, right? Their their running backs have been carrying them. Yeah. They're you know uh, the the number one running back, uh, uh, Evans. He Evans. Got, did he get hurt this? this oh, well, the backup sure. ended up carrying them later on in the game. So I, I I do think Ole Miss is big. I I I'm almost to a point where I don't know that we're going to beat, beat Ole Miss anyway. So I'm going to say LSU. LSU biggest mm. game of the year. Finish off the game. season. Obviously, it's for Aggies. It's a rivalry, right? Is so that in Caulfield this year? That's here, right? That is that is Cuffer, yeah. Yeah. If we were yeah, we lost. Question that. two, does Jimbo make any dramatic changes to personnel or scheme? God, I hope so. And the second part of that question is what would you like to see him do? Oh, we talk so, about it every does week. Does he make the changes? No. No. <laughs> Let's start with that. No. No, he doesn't make the changes. Questions <laughs> What would we love to see though? Let's let's I want play. to see Connor get some reps. I want to see Players. All right, personnel. All right, Connor. Yeah. I like it. I want to see Connor. I want to see a different offensive scheme. I want to see either more tight ends or if you're going to open it up, let's let's do some different routes on the receiver. Let's do some rubs. Let's do some screen passes. A let's couple do... of things personnel-wise. What? I'd love to see some of those other tailbacks. Maybe crown over some more. Yeah, I'd love somebody. to see a big physical back in yeah. there. Get, Put them down on first different. down or something. Maybe even at fullback some, at tailback some. Yeah. Dewberry, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, get okay. him in. Get him in the game. Look, Aki has been had plenty Aki. of chances. He's yeah. he's been awful. He's still awful. Let's move on. I'd like to see more Preston over Lane. Yeah. Right, that's an easy one. That's it. an easy one. I talked about it earlier. Scylla and Overton on the right. passing downs. Yeah, and passing downs. Let those guys come out. Maybe get one of those young freshman linebackers a little bit of playing time. It's not like our linebackers are absolutely killing it. You know, Martrell Harris. You know, is is is, a, is an option there. See, see if we I want to let the big team. dog eat, man. I want to let that defense go get them. Yeah. I feel like they're pulling them back the whole game, running a three man front. You're just you're not let them go. So scheme wise, that's a that's the first. We right? said that over and over. Don't, don't be, dumb it down. Make it easy. Whatever you do, don't come out there in the three man line. Don't screw it up. That's more pressure. Up. More pressure, right? Yeah. Let the let the guys in the secondary play. Yeah, I mean we man got a up. great secondary. We got talent everywhere. Man, man, up. man up and get after the quarterback. That's when they make mistakes. These are kids. I love They're gonna it. throw the ball up. They're gonna give it our defense. We're gonna make that Jimbo. 
we're taking your job, buddy. We're just gonna come down there. You can sit back. I'll tell you a couple things offensively. We got it figured out. Yeah, you don't even have to pay us. We do this for free. <laughs> yeah. Another couple of things offensively. I'd love to see more no huddle. I like, would too. No huddle. Get Especially to the line after a big play. Like yeah. we talked about all the time. Oh man. They play. More motion, more misdirection. They don't look like they're having fun. Our guys yeah. don't look like they're having fun. Enjoy it, right? Yes. Uh, I want to see some attitude, some swagger. There you go. All right. Gig them eight. Talk to you all, what, Thursday, I guess? I don't know. Mm-hmm. When are we doing? Probably Thursday. Thursday. AP Corey signing out from the tailgate. Sure.